a.m. All right, we'll transition over to talk a little wrestling uh, tomorrow night. AEW Dynamite. They'll make their debut here in the Miami Valley. The very first time wrestling fans will get a chance to see AEW live here uh, in Dayton. And they'll be at Wright State University's Nutter Center. Of course, we've been giving out tickets throughout the week. And I know wrestling fans are excited to see AEW tomorrow night, but also excited for the chance to see a lot of great superstars on this card, including our next guest, Mr. John Moxley. John, first of all, welcome to the show. I appreciate your time. I'm pretty sure you're excited as well, getting a chance to come back and wrestle here in Dayton, a place you have a lot of history. Pretty cool, actually. Uh, I'm from this area, and uh, uh, since I live in Cincinnati now. That's where I was born and raised, and uh, the Cincinnati-Dayton corridor kind of area is where I started my career out. You know, I used to live in a trailer right up there on Springboro mm-hmm. with a guy who used to train me, a uh, guy named Cody Hawk, who uh still find in the Dayton area. Uh, first match ever, I think, was... Uh, so I wrote about this, actually. First time I ever got in a ring was, like, what, Battle Royal, where, like... I wasn't even a wrestler yet, but they let me. They, if I sold a certain amount of tickets to the show, they would like let me in the Battle Royal. It was at Montgomery County Fairgrounds, right up there, three probably three more, three four miles from where uh, Wright State University is. So that was where my very first ever time I got in the ring was was three or four miles from where we'll be at on Wednesday. Hopefully, it's not the end of my career in the same place where it started. Hopefully, I don't get uh, destroyed by the. Uh, ubiquitous hangman page yeah and i think a lot of fans are pretty excited about that matchup the last couple matchups between you two have been absolutely brutal and i think we can all expect the same thing tomorrow night uh wright state university's nutter center but um john the thing that i find most fascinating about you is look you know doing a sports talk show we talk a lot about the nba and the nfl and major league baseball and it's fascinating to me how many professional athletes today work into their contracts. They want off days. They they don't want to practice. They don't want to play in every game that they can. Um, and it's, you know, it's a talking point amongst fans. It frustrates them. And I know that that exists, uh, you know, in professional wrestling as well when you talk about part-timers and stuff. And I think the reason that people love you so much is because they can relate to who you are as a worker because you just, you work nonstop. I mean, you've become one of the biggest stars in the industry, and yet you work more than some of the, the lesser-known stars. Like, wh- you don't have to do this. Why do you, uh, you know, you go to AEW and you work for all these other promotions as well what is it about wrestling that just pushes you so hard to where you you know you have a chance to have an off night and you choose not to have an off night that's how much this business means to you obviously yeah if i was smart i would uh get try to get the most amount of money for the least amount of work possible but uh <laughs> believe it or not i used to professional wrestling i used to do it on purpose and for free and uh still do uh because i just I enjoy it. It's, you know, it's a, it's recreation for me as much as it is anything else. Like, what else are you going to do with your time? It's the coolest job in the world. Like, uh, you know, some people like to go golfing, and I like to, you know, step in a cage and, you know, attack people with weapons and, you know, stab people with sharp things and stuff. You know, there's really no uh, other level of adrenaline you can reach you know at a certain point once you've been doing this as long as i have so you know i i need it for my soul to get out there and you know get loose and get a good sweat on and you know get a little blood come from my eyebrow and everything you know it's uh it's relaxing to me i i enjoy pro wrestling and uh i, I was happy to uh to bring dynamite to cincinnati uh recently 
by now or south, and now this is kind of step two, trying to take over Ohio. I'd like this to be a uh, a really big uh, area for us, you know, uh, here in the Midwest. You know, we're right in the middle of, you know, so close to Chicago and Indianapolis and Michigan and Cleveland and everything. We're right here in the uh, right here in the middle, so we're a good place for fans from all over the Midwest could kind of come, you know. So I'm trying to make it to where Ohio is the kind of place that gets, you know, the big. I feel like we're in an underserved market, you know. Get we get the big pay per views and uh, the dynamites and stuff like that. Like I feel like we haven't got that the last decade or so. Cincinnati and Dayton have just been kind of a another town on the loop, so to speak. So I'd like to return uh, kind of this area to the glory days of of uh, this was actually a really big hotbed for wrestling. Uh, another thing I would tell you. Uh, on that same note is uh, you know, like when I first started HWA uh, was a developmental territory for WWE and we had the Brian Pillman memorial shows which were big legendary shows at Cincinnati Gardens and there's a lot of uh, a lot of history here in, in the, the Ohio area so uh, one thing I'm trying to do is on the independent level help out with uh, a good friend of mine my former tag team partner Sammy Callahan who's from Ohio here as well. He wrestles for Impact Wrestling. Uh, me and him have been working uh, with Wrestling Revolver, which is another smaller independent promotion where you see a lot of uh, current stars. Uh, you see myself, Sammy, Wheeler Yuta from the Blackpool Combat Club, guys like that, and uh, future stars who haven't been on TV yet. And uh, we're actually running a show the day after Dynamite. Dynamite's on Wednesday at the Nutter Center. And on Thursday, there'll be Wrestling Revolver. It'll be the Calumet Center in Dayton, right up the street. And uh, it'll be a smaller show in a smaller, more intimate venue. And uh, you'll kind of be able to see uh, stars of the future live and in person and uh, up close and personal in a completely different venue than the big shining lights of the major leagues. You know, it's almost like a uh, totally different atmosphere. I'll be there uh, hosting the event, so you can come and uh, you know get a picture. You know, have a we'll have a coke or something. Come on down. So wrestling revolver on Thursday. Definitely uh, check that out. You can find all that about that on like online somewhere. I'll uh, probably uh, on a, I'll make sure we post yeah, that out and we push did, that out. Yeah. Yeah, put it into a search bar somewhere. Wrestling Revolver on Thursday in Dayton, you'll find it. And uh, in, uh, but the the big the main event is on Wednesday and uh, at the Nutter Center, which is a building that holds a lot of history. Bret Hart won the King of the Ring there in 1993. One of my favorite VHS tapes I ever had when I was a little kid. And uh, been there many times. And uh, we'll step in step into the ring again and uh, with a lot of pressure on me because I got my. Uh, butt whipped last time I was in the ring so uh, very important for me to not lose at home that would be uh, very uncool so <laughs> I basically can't lose or I look I can't lose in the same week the Bengals lost in Ohio or we might as well just geez like what are we going to do if that's the case you know? like, so that's what it's a, it's a lot of pressure if we'd have won if the Bengals would have won and we were going to Super Bowl, and, you know, nobody would care whether I won or not. But, you know, I'm the last vestige of uh, some kind of 
success in sports this week, so it's a, it's a lot of pressure for me. Yeah, you're yeah. a big Bengals fan. I know I like actually the last time the Bengals played the Chiefs, you and your wife, you were rulers of the jungle, and I was at that game, and I just remember thinking how cool it was that you were rulers of the jungle, and then I was thinking after the loss last week, am I, they definitely could have used you. Obviously, they were on the road this time, but uh, obviously you're feeling the pain of that Bengals loss too, it seems. Yeah, you know, they should have had me be the ruler of the jungle again. I could have been a locker because we won last time I was there. Exactly. They got mad at me, though, because I said uh, he's the quarterback for the uh, Chiefs. Uh, Patrick Mahomes. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, said he, I said something, like, so not even bad. I said he was going to, like, pee his pants or something, and they got mad at me. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, come on. But we won. The proof is in the pudding. You yeah. know what I mean? So, hey, trying to get that crowd fired up. The, getting the crowd fired up is obviously one of my favorite things when I go to these events is just feeling the rush. As a fan, I feel the rush of the crowd. I can't imagine. Like, I'm so jealous of you guys. Like, yes, it's just the wrestling in the ring that's fun to watch. But to me, I think a, a bucket list would just be to walk to the ring with an entire stadium and arena of people just looking at you, either cheering you or booing you. And one of my favorite movies growing up was Major League. And, of course, with Charlie Sheen coming out uh, out of the bullpen to, of course, Wild Thing. And that's what you run out to the ring with. But I always that was one of the songs I always had on my playlist, you know, to warm up for games or anything, because I just always got that jacked up feeling because of it. That's what you went out to the ring with. And I can't think of a better movie character to compare you to than Wild Thing, Charlie Sheen. So uh, I love your entrance, by the way. That definitely gets the crowd rocking. Yeah, it works. I was I it took me a while to get used to it there because it was none of that was my idea. It wasn't. uh, No, it was a long, long story kind of. uh, Take up too much time, but there, a, a guy named Fushi Onita, who's like a legendary deathmatch Japanese wrestler. Mm-hmm. A lot of people compare me to him. He stole it from the Major League movie in the nineties, and he made it his. And he was like known for it. I mean, Kenny did like an explosive barbed wire match, <laughs> but like somehow they were gonna. Somehow it ended up with. Somehow it became my music, but like I didn't know until I heard it when I was like coming out. And uh, Tony Khan just thought it would be cool. I was like, yeah. And, but I had it like imposter syndrome with it at first. <laughs> so I was like, oh, this is not my, like, this is this is Charlie Sheen's music and Onita's music. This is not my music. Like, I felt, like, weird about it. Like, but after, but the fans like it. So after I, like, kind of tried it on for a while, it's kind of like a pair of pants. You got to kind of wear them in and get used to them. And once, once I kind of got used to it and, uh, you know, after the pandemic ended, we started getting full crowds again and whole arenas going nuts and they, fans got into it. Ultimately, it was all about the fans. If the fans like it, I like it. So I started getting used to it. Now I'm, now, I, now it feels like my song. I think I've kind of... Uh, I've appropriated it for myself, I think, you know. You know, with not knowing, you know, I don't pretend to be uh, an industry know-it-all, you know, from your line of work. But, you know, from what I think I know, you know, what I read, you know, because what you read in the, you know, in the the dirt sheets and everything, you think you know it all, right? Or at least I think I know it all, right? But, no, the one thing I always come across is just the, you know, the the creative restrictions you had at your previous employer and seems like you have a lot of creative control here i know it's ironic considering we just talked about the music that you were kind of forced to adapt to but uh you did talk about hey if it works for the fans it works for you but uh the the creative control that's what seems to be kind of putting you in position to thrive here in aew talk about just how important that that factor uh you know matters and how that factored into your decision and why that plays such a role in your success right now 
Yeah, definitely. It kind of, uh, you know, it's all kind of uh, culminated, you know, the whole journey, you know, it's all kind of culminated with where I'm at right now. And uh, I get the opportunity to basically do whatever I want to do, wrestle however I want to wrestle, say whatever I want to say. Like, I mean, I have complete uh, freedom to to be me, and I'm at a point where uh, if anybody doesn't like it, you know, I'll just tell them to, it's off. You know, I, I don't care. I'm at that. I'm pretty much uh, at a point where you can't mess with me. You know, I'm I'm pretty much uh, you know at, a, at the at the apex of everything right now. But you know, it's a uh, it's funny. Like the more, especially over the last year, the more I look back at stuff like uh, like my entire life is wrestling. Is like all it's ever been. You know, and what wrestling is to you and your relationship with wrestling and your life and how it changes and everything and so forth and uh to end up where i'm at right now is like the uh it's just it, it's great you know yeah. so like i don't want to i want to take this opportunity like while i'm here while i still got a few miles left on my body and just put out the as much uh really cool work as i can and you know not worry too much about anybody else's uh opinions of you know what defines success or what defines good or bad or this or that or whatever i just go out and do me and let the uh let the chips fall where they may and uh it's pretty it's a pretty good time uh i'm a very very fortunate uh, individual so obviously, you know, it was, it was, I mean, I remember how big a news it was when it was announced that you were leaving WWE and heading to AEW and, uh, you know, everyone talks about, oh man, like how gutsy of a move that was. It doesn't seem like there's any regrets. It looks like, uh, you guys all made the right decision. You're thriving in AEW right now. Uh, I mean, it was a risk for everybody who, uh, you know, guys like myself and, uh, you know, Jericho and everybody who, uh, tied tied themselves to, you know, kind of we, me and Chris always joked about, like, we were just getting in a raft and going down the river. We had no idea what was going to come, you know. It was not guaranteed that this was going to be a success. We, you know, we didn't know if the show was going to be any good. We didn't know if, like, how long it was going to last. I mean, it was all just a shot in the dark, but it really, you know, we all had faith. And, uh, it, uh, you know, it's so important to the business, for AEW to be successful, for uh, for kind of the uh, the sport and the art of it, as well as like for the fans, as well as for the business side of it, you know, for the uh, guys on both sides and in other promotions on all around the world, you know, to be have the most options and the most leverage and the most. Uh, you just have the most uh, fertile business environment, you know. It's it's good, and just for the sport, for ideas to grow and and so forth, it's it's great. So to be a part of that, you know, that's probably going to be like, you know, if I had a lasting impact on the business, you know, like it would probably be that I helped AEW get off the ground, and you know, I absolutely refuse to let this place. Uh, ever go to hell, you know, I will, uh, I will ride or die with this place until, you know, I won't let it, I won't let it ever go downhill or suck or anything like that, you know, and there's a bunch of people like that, you know, we all 
they're going to make sure that this place is awesome, you know. And uh, I think the thing that sets it apart is just the, uh, and I think we, what we always have to remember is that it's an alternative. I think the uh, other promotions in the past that have tried to be like the, uh, have tried to be the standard, like, kind of uh, WWE formula that's kind of the known, typical, what people in North America think of as Major League Wrestling. Like, and it comes off as WWE light. And it comes off like a, like some kind of AAA baseball or something. And mm-hmm. I don't think we should ever be that. I think we should always do the opposite thing, the more uh, subversive thing, the, you know, the, the cooler thing. We should always be one step ahead. We should be on the precipice of like what the next big thing in wrestling is. We, you know, we should always be looking ahead. Yeah. They, uh, I think it's important for us to always be an alternative and to see things and people and, uh, wrestlers and styles that, uh, that you wouldn't see anywhere else that aren't, uh, that aren't put into a blender and, uh, made to be part of a fancy polished product. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's nothing, uh, like me, for instance, like I don't want anything polished about anything I do. I don't want to over plan it. I don't want to overthink it. I want to make it up as I go along. I want to just go out there on live TV and see what the hell happens. And that brings a certain energy that you don't see, uh, in other promotions, you know, and there's a lot of guys like that too, that, uh, some of the, just like the most amazing high flyers and tag teams and stuff that you see in AEW that are just completely let off the chain and let them do whatever crazy thing they can think up in their mind go out there and do it and just try to catch it on camera if we can. You know, <laughs> so it's pretty, uh, it, it, it's fun to be a part of. All right. Good stuff, John. Appreciate your time, sir. Take care. All right. Totally. Guys, fellas, men, are you ready? I mean, Roman ready for Valentine's day. Some say,